33 Action Plumbing. Joining us now, our Cougar Insider, former BYU quarterback Tanner Mangum with us here on the Big Show. What's happening, Tanner? What's up, Jake? How's it going? Doing well. Good, buddy. Good, very good. Uh, eager that this this is the big week, right? BYU, Boise State. Uh, love it that we have this this great game to talk about this week. It's finally here. I mean, we talked about this at the very beginning of the season a uh, month and a half ago, and now we have the, the opportunity to see BYU play Boise State, which was obviously uh, one of the, the better teams that they could get on their schedule uh, last minute. And I'm excited. I mean, I, I, I think it's looking at the weather. I was just checking out the weather. It's going to be a little inclement up there in Boise. Uh, but so who knows how that will that, that will affect the game. But uh, I'm super happy to see that that, that that this game is finally taking place uh, on the blue, no less, where BYU is 0 and 5. And so there's a lot of different storylines here. And this is this is probably. Uh, you know, one of the biggest games in BYU history in a long time because I think it'll, it'll really help solidify their chances for a, uh, a New Year's Six Bowl. Who knows, you know, a potential playoff spot depending on how things shake out. But a lot riding on this game and excited to see how, how, uh, how both teams um, show up prepared on a, on, a, on a short week. So, okay, so nobody knows exactly how it's going to go, but Tanner, based on what you've seen out of BYU in the last couple of weeks, what are you expecting as far as their their ability to rise to the occasion? Well, I think I go back to three weeks ago versus Houston. I think that game is going to teach BYU a lot because that was a team that, that had better talent, that had a better scheme, um, that had just a, you know, provided a tougher matchup than any other opponent they've faced. And while they have showed up week to week and dominated, I think now they, they know that they're going to have to uh, prepare even even more. They're going to have to scheme even more. They, they can't just rely on on, uh, on dominating their opponent because Boise State has some, has some dudes. They got some players. They always do, and they're well coached. I thought last year's game was uh, was – was an anomaly for Boise State. I thought they showed up not well prepared and and not well coached overall in that in that upset game where Baylor Romney led BYU to the victory. And and but overall, by and large, BYU is a well Boise State is a well coached team, and I think they're gonna uh, want to make up from last year's game. And now here they are at home. They're just starting their season, and so they're gonna be they're they're riled up, ready to play, ready to make a statement themselves. You know, th- you have to think about this. Boise State had they had a full season. Like BYU did, they would be. They might be in this top ten conversation too, like BYU is. So they're seeing BYU kind of take their steal their thunder a little bit. Usually, Boise State is the G five team that that makes noise, that that uh, makes makes some noise in the top ten and and uh, is in conversations for cracking the New Year Six bowls. But this year, BYU is doing it, and so Boise State they're excited to finally not be on the field playing. You know, they've been just sitting back having to watch. And so it's it's going to be a tough matchup. You know, they're they're going to be ready to play. But that being said, I think Boise, I think BYU will learn from the Houston game. They'll learn from the schemes that have worked that have worked for them this year. And and I think uh, I think they're going to show up and and uh, I think it'll be a close game. But I think with everything going right, riding on the line, I think BYU is going to uh, make big plays when it matters most. I think Zach and that receiving crew are going to make make plays when they need them. And I think. The, the defense will step up like it has all year, and uh, I'm 
I, I think that BYU will come out with a, with a closer victory, probably the closest victory of, of the season. You mentioned that Houston game, and I remember I asked you something similar before that game because what we watched on Saturday against Western Kentucky was not BYU's best effort. There was uh, mistakes. The second half was uh, was not what the first half was, certainly. And um, would you guess that the coaches are actually happy about that in a weird way because they've got something to really kind of grind on going into this big game and not get complacent? Oh, totally. I think I think you've seen that in every game, uh, most games. I, I think this, despite the blowout wins, there are still tons of things to work on, tons of things to improve on. Uh, and and to your point, it wasn't their best game, but even then, they still found a way to win by 31 points and cover the spread, and which you know which speaks to their their consistency, generally speaking. But we talked about this um, against UTSA where there were some issues in the secondary and then how that would affect them against Houston, and it, and it did to an extent. And I think those issues are going to be looked at this week because Boise State has some, a passing game. They have Jack Sears, transfer from, Boise, from USC, who can, who can throw the rock. They have talented receivers. Uh, they, you know, they, they have guys now that the, this BYU secondary haven't seen all year, uh, apart from maybe Houston. Um, and so that's going, to be, that's going to be something that I'll be looking at. Uh, this week is is the secondary and how Boise State looks to exploit it, and uh, and then how BYU steps up to the challenge. Um, but I, I think that Houston game did teach the coaches. It it, it taught the team overall that they need to uh, make some adjustments with scheme based on the guys that they're playing against across that are lining up across from them. Uh, but I, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be it's going to come down to. But I think I think it's going to be a close game, and it's going to come down to turnovers. BYU has only thrown two interceptions all year. Fumbles have been limited. Can they maintain that? Can they keep that that positive turnover margin? Can Boise State cause turnovers? You know that that'll be really. I think that'll be really crucial in uh, deciding the outcome of this matchup. So, Tanner, what do you make of uh, what BYU does defensively? And do you think that they will be aggressive against Boise, or will they do that three-man front and drop eight back? I think it'll be a mixture. And But but if I'm them, I'm bringing pressure. Uh, as, as a quarterback, there's there's a, if, if I had a choice, I would rather have a team drop eight. Even though it does make windows a little bit smaller, uh, even though it does you know maybe – force your receivers to uh to find the open zone to find the open hole and sit in it i'd rather have time back in the pocket to allow things to develop because defenders even if they have eight even if, even if they are dropping eight it's hard to keep receivers covered for more than three to four seconds eventually the receivers are going to find open spots they're going to they're going to work the quarterback's able to buy time and so if so if i'm if i'm byu and and, and i'm Preparing for Jack Sears transfer from USC, new system. Uh, I'm I'm pressuring him, uh, and 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 obviously with the the injuries that they've had in the quarterback position, you know we're not sure exactly who we'll be seeing, uh, whether it's Bachmeyer or Sears. But either way, I think you you need to bring pressure to make him uncomfortable. Don't allow him to just sit back there, buy time, allow these 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 athletic receivers to get open to, to find space downfield, and I think. Kairos Tonga is going to have a big role on Friday. Can can he cause? Can he create pressure? Can Zach Daw create pressure? I think I think this defensive line for BYU is going to have a challenge to to uh, to, to cause havoc in the in the backfield for Boise State because if Boise has time, 
if, if you can sit there um, with with time to, to allow things to develop, then I think that's when BYU DBs can get in trouble. Um, and so it's it's going to be interesting to see how BYU prepares, what they choose to do. I think they'll mix it up. Knowing them, I think they will do a lot of drop eight just because I know it's something that they're comfortable with. Um, but I, I would expect them to mix it up and, and uh, also dial up some blitzes to cause some confusion uh, on, the, on the quarterback for Boise State. Tanner, you obviously have those Idaho roots. What do you think Boise State has figured out? Uh, I mean, they're obviously consistently good. They've uh, achieved a lot over the past 20 years. Why do you think it works for them? Do they cheat or what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think there's any cheating involved, but I think, I think BYU is getting a taste of what Boise State has enjoyed over the last 15 years. They, look, at, look at Boise State and their schedules each year and and then kind of compare it to BYU's. Boise State is, every now and then, they'll, they'll have some tough games. They'll, they'll play some, some Power 5 teams. They'll, uh, they'll, they'll have a, a couple sprinkled, out, sprinkled throughout, their, throughout the year. But for the most part, they're playing Mountain West teams, which every now and then has some good teams. You know, every now and then you get your Utah States that go on, uh, that have good seasons, or Fresno States, or you know, there's some decent teams, but by and large, it's it's not the strongest conference. And so, when you're a dominant team like Boise State with superior athletic ability, uh, more history, it, more successful in, in recent history, which helps with recruiting, uh, good coaching staff, then you can you can go on these dominant runs and get ten, nine, ten, eleven win seasons back to back to back to back. And enjoying that winning helps with recruiting. And so then Boise State's able to recruit better players. They're able to, to uh, you know, recruit players saying, look, you come here, you, you'll compete for a Mountain West championship every year. You'll have a chance to go to a New Year's Six Bowl, a very high chance. You know, they're always in that conversation uh, for the most part. And we have a, a growing pedigree of guys that have gone to the NFL. And so if you come here, you'll have a good shot of, of winning a Mountain West championship, a bowl game, and getting a shot at the next level. And so that, that helps with recruiting. But a lot of it comes down to the teams they're playing. And they, they, when, when you can dominate the teams you're playing year in and year out, that's, that's fun. And BYU, I think, is seeing that. Like I said earlier, B, Boise State is watching BYU steal their thunder doing what Boise State usually does, uh, you know, go undefeated and, and cause some noise in, in, the, uh, in, in the rankings. And so I, I think it's, it, it, there's, there's a lot of lessons to be learned this year. But I think one of them is that you don't have to have this heavily loaded Power 5 schedule to garner national attention. Sure, you need to have some better opponents to make a legitimate case for a playoff. You know, If you want to be considered a top five team, you need to have some legitimate wins against some tougher opponents. I'm not saying to make every season like this. But you don't have to load them up with Power 5 to, to, to create national attention or to get the national spotlight. And uh, I think it's something to consider moving forward and we'll see how this season affects future schedules in the years to come. Tanner, what do you make of the way BYU is getting by without uh, Bushman this year? Are you, are you pleasantly surprised by the other tight ends or what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I would say this, I would say if Bushman were there, they would be dominating even more. I think Dax, Milne, Gunnar Romney have, have, have benefited. I think more targets have gone to them in the result of Bushman's act, absence. Because if Bushman's there, he's getting a lot of targets. He is a huge piece of that offense and one of the, one of the best tight ends in the country. 
when healthy. And so it, my heart hurts more than anything because, man, would this be an amazing year for him to increase his draft stock. If he were playing and having the type of year that his teammates are now having, playing against inferior opponents, having great numbers, I mean, he, he, you know, he'd, be, uh, he'd be right up there with, as, as one of the leading receivers. For, for another, for yet another year in his career, he's always the team's leading receiver. And this year could have been the same, which only would have helped his draft stock and, and increased his chances of, of getting drafted higher next year. But, but now it's you know it's it's who knows. It remains to be seen how how this injury will will affect him and how it will affect his draft stock. But it's uh, so that you know, that makes my heart hurt just because he's such a great guy, great player, great teammate. Um, and so that you know, that that's it truly is. Uh, is is tragic, um, but as far as on the field goes, good good for BYU for stepping up for the guys around stepping up. The, you know the other tight ends, the other receivers. You know they're just they haven't skipped a beat. But I think if Bushman's in there, they're even tougher to defend, even more lethal, and uh, just have even more options at Zach's disposal. Tanner, good stuff as always. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Yep, no problem, guys. Thanks for having me. Thank you.